Welcome to the Ideas That Change the World podcast with Rabbi Manus Friedman, where we make sure your life will be changed for the better, one idea at a time. Rabbi Friedman is the number one voice of clarity on moral and social issues. So what are we waiting for? Let's go change the world. A few stories about the uh, wives, mothers, and daughters of the Rebbe's of, um, of Chabad and their contribution to the uh, existence and to the survival and to the success of Hasidic teachings. The Rebbe's mother, Rebbe Tzunchana, who came to the United States in 1947, lived right next door to my family as we were growing up in an apartment building, 1418 President Street in Brooklyn. We lived in 1414. And we would see the Rebbe's mother every day when the weather was good, uh, taking a walk in front of the house with her aristocratic bearing the way she carried herself, the wise eyes, the knowing eyes, and the um, that satisfied smile that we thought came perhaps from the fact that they, the communists, the KGB, who had taken her husband's life, had tried to stop Judaism, the growth, the spirit, the teachings of Judaism, the growth of Judaism, and particularly Hasidic teachings of Hasidic Ju- Judaism, they had tried their best, and they had failed. Because here she was in the United States, and Hasidus was growing and blossoming under the leadership of her son. Or was it just a mother's smile, a smile of nachas, from seeing her son's greatness and his success? It was on the sixth day of Tishrei that the Rebetzin, it was a Shabbos afternoon, that the Rebetzin was taken to the, to the hospital and later that day passed away. This was 1964 on Simchas Torah. The Rebbe's custom was to teach a new nigun, to teach a new song, introduce a new song every year at the end of the uh, holiday, at the end of the Yom Tov of Shavuos. Every year he would teach a new song. He taught ten songs altogether. And in that year, 1964, after the Rebbe had introduced a new song and uh, the people had memorized it, had picked it up, the Rebbe then surprised everyone and said, we don't know what's going to be next year, so we'll teach another song. And he taught a second song that year. This was 64. Simchas Torah of 65 was just a few days after his mother had passed away on the 6th of Tishrei. And so the Rebbe did not teach a song that Simchas Torah and, uh, and not since. So the Rebbe had a premonition 
a year earlier that that his mother would pass away. There are a number of little incidents in the Rebbe's life that we know from the Rebbetzin, from his mother. For example, Hasidim didn't know the Rebbe's birthday until his mother came to the United States. We didn't know that at the age of two, two and a half, the Rebbe had a tendency to crawl out of his bed and join the minion davening in his father's home because the communists had shut down all the synagogues. The Rebbe's mother related that she caught him doing this once and not wanting anyone to know how special this child was, she whisked him out of the room before anyone could notice. We also know that the Rebbe, who instituted a a whole new learning schedule, a whole new learning phenomenon in honor of his mother after she passed away, the teaching of a Rashi. Every week, the Rebbe would uh, let us know which Rashi he is going to analyze, and he would analyze it and explain it and, uh, and introduce a whole new way of understanding and of seeing Rashi's commentary. He then also would explain a comment written by his father on the Zohar, on Kabbalah, since his father, Ablevi Yitzchak, was a great Kabbalist. The writings came to the United States with the Rebbe Tzanchana, with his mother, and she had even made it possible for her husband to make those uh, notes, to write those notes, while he was in exile in Russia. She produced the ink, she found the paper, she made it possible for those commentaries to, uh, to be recorded and then brought them with her to the United States. The sacrifice that the Rebetzin made, Rebetzin Chana made, brings to mind earlier sacrifices made by earlier Rebetzins. For example, the Rebbe was named after the Tzemach Tzedek, whose name was Menachem Mendel. The Tzemach Tzedek was the third Lubavitcher Rebbe. He was a grandson of the Alter Rebbe. His wife had the same name as the Rebbe's wife, Chaya Mushka. And when the Tzemach Tzedek first became Rebbe, his wife became very ill. And in her fever, she said, the reason I'm sick is because you are not as devoted to women's problems, to women's issues, as my grandfather was, as the Alter Rebbe was. And from then on, the Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek, devoted himself to women's issues, particularly the issue of the Aguna, where when a husband disappears and there's no trace, there's a halachic problem that demands a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge to try to solve the living widow who, is, who cannot remarry and also doesn't have a husband. And uh, the greatest scholars of all generations 
dealt with these problems, trying to find a halachic basis on which to permit remarriage on the assumption that the husband had died when there is a lack of, of factual evidence. The Tzemach Tzedek's mother, the daughter of the Alter Rebbe, Devorah Leah, was a unique and special um, player in this drama of bringing the teachings of Hasidus to this world. After 15 years of teaching and spreading the philosophy of the Baal Shem Tov, the Alta Rebbe, the first Lubavitcher Rebbe, had succeeded amazingly, stunningly, in capturing the imagination, the allegiance, the devotion of large numbers of Jewish communities throughout Russia. It was now the year 1791, and it was a particularly successful year for the Alta Rebbe. But somehow, there, the, there was a backlash, there was a reaction, there was jealousy, and uh, the division and the divisiveness between the rabbis of Israel and the rabbis of Russia, the rabbis of Poland and the rabbis of Russia, created great pain and uh, distress for the Alta Rebbe. Seventeen ninety two was also a great year, but Hasidim began to notice that the Alta Rebbe was very unhappy and greatly distressed. In fact, the the uh, the dissension among the rabbis had grown so bad that there was actually slander against the Alta Rebbe which would eventually lead to his arrest by the Tsar with accusations such as the Alter Rebbe wanted to be the king of, of Israel and that's why he was sending so much money to the Jews of Israel or that he was supporting the Turks against the Russians who were at war at the time. Other such uh, far-fetched accusations. But it all began in those two years, 17 1791-1792. In fact, beginning from Rosh Hashanah of the year 1792 until Shavuos of that year, the Altarebbe was able to keep the seriousness of the problem pretty much a secret. But then, the Alter Rebbe's son and the older Hasidim, those closer to the Rebbe, began to feel his suffering and his pain. At the Fabrengen on Shavuos of that year, during the meal, the uh, Alter Rebbe was speaking about the Baal Shem Tev, because the Baal Shem Tev's yard site is on Shavuos. But in this talk, it was evident that there was an inner bitterness, an inner uh, sadness in the Alter Rebbe. 
most, most, most of the time, the Alta Rebbe was lost in thought with his eyes shut, but his lips were moving and he was saying something. People understood that he was communicating with the Baal Shem Tev and asking the Baal Shem Tev to help him in spreading the teachings of Hasidus. From the bitterness and the seriousness that was evident on the Rebbe's face, everyone there felt that this was a dangerous time and a difficult time for the future of Hasidic teachings. All of a sudden, the Alter Rebbe stood up and he cried out, Zayde, Rebbe, arouse compassion in heaven for me, for your disciples, for those devoted to you, and for your teachings. Givald, Givald, Father in heaven, have compassion on us. And he fainted. All those who were there at the Fabrengen, including members of the family, the Rebetzin, the daughters, they all came running, and they called Yoyna, the doctor, to see what he could do. Through all this commotion, the Tzemach Tzedek, who was at the time two and a half years old, came into the room. Seeing his beloved grandfather lying on the floor, he threw himself on the Alter Rebbe, and he started crying, Zayde, Zayde. The Alter Rebbe opened his eyes, and the little boy, this two-year-old child, stretched his hand out to the Alter Rebbe and said, Come, take my hand, get up. The Rebbe took his little hand, and he said, This is our consolation. This little boy is our future.